We hope this message finds you in good health and in high spirits. Fatih and I wanted to take a moment to express our sincere gratitude for your unwavering support and for being an ardent listener of our podcast. Your continuous encouragement and feedback have been invaluable to us, motivating us to keep producing meaningful content. As a token of our appreciation, we would like to extend a special invitation for you to join either one of us in an engaging coaching conversation. We believe that sharing insights and experiences and knowledge is not only enriching, but is empowering. Together we can explore various aspects of personal growth and development, fostering a community dedicated to learning and self-improvement. Just follow the links in the About section of our contact information. Your presence would be highly cherished as we embark on this journey together. Now on to the podcast. Or suffering. Um, now, do I have the right skills or knowledge or understanding about what that person needs? That's what was missing for me. Um, you know, and, and a lot of times, like you said, yeah, like with good intentions, it was never landing the, the right way. Ask, And at the same time, I would just, not everyone's going to be like that. There are going to be people that will be on the receiving end of it, that will just listen and it will hold the space for you to express how you feel and, and, and let it out. And then I would also say at some point, you should also take the feedback that now you're in a loop. I'm Fatih Light. And I'm Rick Rupenthal. Welcome to An Honest Look. Where we look at transformation from the inside out. Unplugged. Unscripted. And in the moment. Hi! You got the circle of what? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's it's that circle, you know, the the circle. <laughs> it's the so, the yeah, the, yeah, the thinking, the thinking I'm, circle. Yes, I'm thinking and I'm thinking and thinking. I might let you on go live. I might. I might. <laughs> oh, there we go. I let you. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How are you, Rick? I I am I am great. <laughs> I love how we did not coordinate any of this, but we're both wearing blue. Yes. <laughs> and I even have a blue pillow here. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's and some matching colors on my other pillow. <laughs> and and just so so everybody understands our relationship, this is the only time we ever talk. <laughs> it's true. Pretty, pretty well, pretty well, right? Yeah. And you're in okay. you're in Brooklyn, New York, and I'm on the west coast of Canada. So we're miles and miles apart, but through the miracle of technology, we've become very close friends. We have, we have, and man, have you picked a subject today? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> you have, yes. Um, but uh, before we get into it. Um, you know, um, so how was your week? How has been been the week? It's been pretty good. Just, you know, single mom, juggling. I've, I've become really good at juggling. Okay. Not um, a pretty good week. I, I had a revelation. I don't think it was this week. It was the week before. I don't know if I shared this with you. What's, what's that? Um, I actually met when uh, I went on a hike with a coach that I've been working with. And it was interesting how she pointed out how much of a New Yorker I am. <laughs> how much of a New Yorker you are. <laughs> and I was like, kind of like, I had to think about it for a second because that's not how I identify myself, right? I, I feel deep in my core that I'm Italian. And oh, yet, <laughs> I've been here 22 years, right? And so it has rubbed off a little bit. Um, so I thought it was so, it actually got me thinking not so much, obviously makes sense why yeah. she made that comment and why that will be, but it, it got me thinking about how, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's kind of interesting because uh, I, I, just before we came on, I shared with you, I was going to, um, I'm, I'm going to announce uh, later on today, um, I'm going to do a workshop in, in a couple of weeks on uh, understanding personality types. 
So it's kind of interesting how you say, oh, you're so New Yorker. Like, you know, it's like, okay, <laughs> define that. Like, what, is, what does that mean, right? You know? Quick. We'll do one more. <laughs> hey, hey, good afternoon. In a rush. In a rush, always. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, um, but, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're only traits, right? You know, but it's interesting mm -hmm. how people, again, getting back to our episode about labels, which I encourage anybody, if you haven't watched, I think it's just a great, great episode that we did. Um, and you can get stuck on those. Right. You can get stuck on those and you take those labels and interpret them in, in the ways that resonate with you through the filters that you have built over your life. Right. And you you as the meaning machine that you are, you're going to give it the meaning that makes sense to you. So yeah. Yeah. labels are, are like highly uh, interpretable. Is that even a word? <laughs> it, well, it is now. <laughs> <laughs> And if it isn't, we'll we'll uh, we'll add it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so. no, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so uh, yeah, th uh, th welcome, Angela. Good to see you again. Um, and uh, anybody else that uh, is watching or um, or listening and watching the recording later on, uh, please please make a comment and ask questions and um, anything during the episode uh, we welcome that uh, it gives us some some uh, talking points although i got a feeling we'll be um <laughs> this one like when you came up with it i thought i've heard this before and sure enough i i shared a podcast and you shared a podcast uh, with me about it and i never i never really heard of the term before like it was something that was new to me, and then especially, I mean, I'm 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 very familiar with positivity. I mean, um, uh, positive, you know, positive uh, behavioral therapy, you know, kind of a thing. You know, positive thinking. I mean, there's a lot of that kind of thing. When I was growing up, uh, particularly in the '70s and '80s, that was a big thing. And I know from from my own personal life, positivity, like my mother. It, was always talking about silver linings and lessons learned and and all this other kind of stuff and sometimes i felt it rubbed me in the wrong way and sometimes okay i can mm. i can get it kind of a thing um so i had to actually i did a little bit of research i had to go and look up some definitions around the word uh the, uh, the phrase toxic positivity which um if you don't mind, I, I can share a couple of them that came yeah, up. Yeah, um, The first one was uh, toxic positivity is the assumption, either by oneself or others, that despite a person's emotional pain or difficult situation, they should only have a positive mindset. And that was from Dr. Jamie Sukerman, uh, who's also um, a psychologist and therapist. And then this one, which is which is. Uh, Along the same lines, toxic positivity is an obsession with positive thinking. It is the belief that people should put a positive spin on all experiences, even those that are profoundly tragic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So tell me more about tell me more about your passion behind this and and your understanding. Well, I, I think the first, I heard this term actually quite a while ago. And the, the first time that I heard someone talk about it, I was like, oh, finally, finally, someone's putting, you know, like words to, to something that I just couldn't really point my finger to and why, why I was so triggered sometimes by um, perhaps someone's really uh, good intentions. Yes, but the yeah. outcome was like, I felt unseen, I felt triggered, I felt like I felt like avoiding that person and never talking to them about the thing that was upsetting me. And when I experienced this in my life the most was after my husband died. Okay. And I know okay. that people have the best of intentions when that happens. And it's it's a very it's very tricky when someone dies. It's hard to know what to say and it's 
honestly, it's really hard to know what to say because there's not much that you can say to fix it, right? And, and the problem often is that people try to fix it, right, in quotes, or tell you something that's gonna make you feel better, but ultimately there's really not much that can make you feel better. Grief is such a complicated feeling and it takes time to process, right? But I often heard, heard things that I got very angry about, like, okay. oh, you know, it's all part of a plan or like everything happens for a reason. And, uh, you know, this is like my husband has freshly died and he was 33 years old. And I'm like, yeah, yeah you give me a good reason, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Please don't say that again because I'm just not really feeling it, you know, or like I got multiple letters were like, you know, the word sometimes were like spiritual, sometimes were like religious statements. And, and I really remember like putting those away in an envelope and I and never looking at them again. And, and I, I do know in retrospect that those people meant, meant well, they just wanted to be there for me. They just wanted to say something to make me feel better. But really the fact that I did not feel seen or heard with those feelings created more discomfort in me than, than really helping me feel any better. And throughout my life, I think I have encountered people that uh, simply cannot recognize that a situation is difficult, right? And they take positivity to this whole new level. Everything has to be positive and any negative thinking or, or words or, or thoughts or statements are like a no-no or like, you know, what are you doing? Don't say that, right? And so I think that's where this becomes toxic because it, it fails to recognize the challenge. It fails to recognize how the person is feeling. It fails to recognize that while situations may be difficult or tragic, yes, we can still find a learning in it, but we, we cannot deny the fact that these things that have happened or the situations are painful and difficult and challenging and need time to heal, right? Uh, it almost denies the nature of the tragedy sometimes or the nature of the challenge for the person. Uh, it, it totally does. And because and, and, uh, what, I, what I was hearing from you, there was a couple of really, really key words about what you were saying about under under underplaying the situation like like not truly and i found that really i mean even my in my own personal life um mostly because of you know like my, my conditioning thinking right you know like we we should all get along you know and and when i when i see somebody upset i have this healer in me like I want to help, you know, it's mm -hmm. like, um, it's, it's an uneasy feeling for me to see somebody in pain or suffering. Um, now do I have the right skills or knowledge or understanding about what that person needs? That's what was missing for me. Um, you know, and, and a lot of times, like you said, yeah, like with good intentions, it was never landing the, the right way. And we found that a lot in the field of um, being a first responder, you know, responding to quite traumatic events and, and things like that. Well, we had a really good skill set for, for helping people, you know, uh, 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 splinting and, and spinal mobilization and stopping bleeding and, and doing other treatments. When it came to the psychological side of things, our toolbox was really, really empty. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people were finding it really, really uncomfortable confronting people that were literally suffering in front of them and knew that there was really nothing that they could do as much as they wanted to do something. And a lot of times it, it kind of comes out like, you know, it's like, little pet pet phrases that you, that we hear all the time right everything's mm -hmm. got a reason you know it's like um you know and and we don't want to get into some of the religious side of things but some of it can be really hurtful in the in the moment really hurtful yeah, yeah. 
really hurtful. So not only doesn't help the person feel, but it actually made me feel worse, like absolutely yeah. worse. Yeah. You know, like, because I felt so lonely with mm. my feelings, mm. with my pain, and I felt like it didn't matter how I felt. Yeah. So yeah. to me, you know, obviously I'm giving a very extreme example. That's not something that people go through every day, but I think it's a good way to kind of showcase what this can do, right? Um, and, I, and I think, you know, it comes from good intention. It comes from not knowing what else to do, but, and we can get into this in a minute. It can also come from some certain personality traits of avoidance, right, mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. denial, right, uh, they, they can go hand in, hand in hand with that, right, because that is exactly what happens when you fail to acknowledge the person and their feelings, you're denying them. And, and, and often that denial can also come from the person who's not able to deal with the situation, right? Doesn't know what to say or what to do or how to help you. So they go into denial. So they completely dismiss what's going on. hundred percent. But it's in an innocent way. In, the in sense an innocent that, way, yeah. in an innocent yeah. way. And sometimes we develop these coping mechanisms that are not mm -hmm. only toxic for ourselves, they're also toxic in, in relationship to others. And if you are someone who you know, avoids, avoids, avoids at all costs. It's there's a point where that's not just affecting you and your life. It affects those around you too, because then you apply that same way of relating to the world in relationship to others. And and that and you you bring up a couple of couple of interesting points there too, because I, when you said um, you know, because this all could be this also could be self directed. Like it doesn't have to be you know, something coming from somebody else. Mm -hmm. You could you could be in a situation where you are telling yourself that you should be thinking or feeling something different. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that could be really tough because because I know uh I mean it's cultural. My dad my dad's not an emotional guy, although he did gets emotional. And when he has emotions that come up, He's get he gets very dismissive about them. He says, "Oh, I I should not be like this. I should not be, you know, that kind of stuff." Not realizing that it's just a natural process. It's just a natural thing that we humans do. Like we feel, that's our nature. Mm -hmm. We feel right, and we have somehow have got it into our heads, particularly in Western culture, that certain feelings are not appropriate or not not good. Or weak, or you know, or, yeah, all yeah. sorts of different things. Also, yeah. and you know, and it's one thing to hear it from somebody else, particularly one of uh, that you you know admire or have some authority, you know, like um, a, a relationship with. Um, but when you have it within yourself, and you're battling, right? Oh, I shouldn't be feeling this way. Mm -hmm. who, who you can argue with <laughs> you know, kind of yeah i mean if, if you if that's how you show up with someone who's going through a tough time right uh you just revert to positivity stay positive everything's gonna be okay you know like you dismiss the feelings and the challenges and how the person is you know actually uh, feeling the, yeah. the, the feeling and the losses that are in there for the person I, then when the time comes to deal with that same situation for yourself, of course, that's how, what you're going to do to yourself, right? Yeah. So with the way we show up for others is exactly the way we show up for ourselves. And, you know, and often, actually, we're, the, we're like meanest to ourselves than we are to others, right? <laughs> so, yes, we are, we are the toughest of the critics, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and part of part of it is like we, sh you know, there's this belief system around. I should be better. I should do better. Right. You know, kind of a, um, again, it's just, you know, just a made up kind of belief around it, but it becomes really, really real. And you start operating around that that piece. Right. Um, but the but it's for me, it's important for people to understand that in the moment those feelings are real mm -hmm. like, 
and to have somebody or even yourself dismiss them as inappropriate or you know um all you know all the other different scenarios that might come into mind is really under undervaluing the importance of having feelings right absolutely yeah you know and it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you and and you know and it doesn't the other thing that i want to point to is that even if you're using it to see the silver lining right and to see what's a learning there's a time and a place for that it doesn't mean that what you are stating as your positive statement in that moment is not true it's just not it has to be done in a certain way and not it's not always appropriate it's it's the way you do it right it's not the concept behind positivity that's wrong it's it's the way that it's being used to either dodge or avoid or you know dismiss or like skip over someone's pain or challenges because in a sense of what you know better that you know that's not an mm-hmm. empowering way of thinking or you know like then then it becomes you're using it in the wrong way there's yes there is always a learning even believe it or not and i can't believe i'm sitting here saying this now even in losing someone so close to me at such a young age there was a lot that i learned from that there was a lot that came from that that has made me who i am today it has taken many years to see it this way though right the the funeral is not the place to go and tell someone that you know or like <laughs> it's just please can we just not do the you know yeah. everything's gonna be our right statement when you yeah. know <laughs> i just lost stay my strong. husband stay strong stay yeah. strong you know like uh it was meant to be i even got it was meant to be i i remember i even got a couple telling me we have good news and i'm like what can possibly be good news right now <laughs> we're pregnant and i'm like oh you're pregnant oh yeah i will never have children with my husband but thanks a lot for sharing <laughs> this this is the way my brain was thinking in that moment and it's like trying to cheer someone up is not necessarily the way to you know it, it really is kind of coaching 101 right you can't push something on someone they have to want to feel that way they have to see it on their own yeah. and unfortunately yeah. with something like like grief is again the extreme example of this yes yes it, it takes time to make that mental shift it takes time to to be able to see things from a different perspective but let's even say that it's not a loss and it's just something that you're having a challenging time with you could hear this you know the learning you could hear the positive spin on it but if you are still rehearsing it if you're still feeling wrong if you're still feeling hurt you're still in the phase of being at the mercy of your own emotions that's really not helping you that's not really doing anything for you I think on the contrary, it's going to make you not want to think that way at all, because now you're angry about it. You're triggered in a different way. And, and, and you're not, again, you're not getting clarity from that, right? You're not getting clarity. Yeah. So, I mean, so what I see as, and it's not a solution, but it's more of like a, a way of, of understanding is that feelings need space they need they need like you said you know time and whatever but we need to feel it and and there's a quote that i i i love from from one of the authors that i shared one of his books sydney banks where he says if we were not afraid of our own experiences that alone could change the world and, it, and really, it, it means, you know, if we were not so afraid of our feelings, right? So in other words, embracing our feelings for what they are and allowing them to flow without blocking them or trying to change them um, or or add more fuel to it by saying, well, this is not right, you know, kind of a thing. Um, I need to have a positive thought come in 
any of that kind of stuff, we are diminishing our human humanness. We're diminishing our humanness. We are not acknowledging what is, that those yeah. feelings are there. Yeah. We're not releasing them. And now we're creating guilt. We're yeah. creating, you know, a sense of not enoughness. I'm not doing the right thing. I'm feeling rejected. My feelings are being rejected. It always, always goes back to those two or three, right? So it Absolutely. feeds into our fears. It feeds yeah. into the very things that we're avoiding to feel. And so I always say, if you are feeling angry or upset or sad, you got to let those emotions out. And, and sometimes it's, it's complicated, right? Depending on what it is that the emotions may come back again and again and again, and the release needs to happen multiple times. It's not just a one-time release, especially. Well, I want to underline this with, with grief, right? Especially, especially if you're not, um, like for me, from a coaching perspective, and even, even, I mean, it's hard with, you know, raising kids too, right? I mean, they, they go through so many different things, right? And yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. And, but it's, but it's so interesting, you know, like, like, again, as a father, you know, when you're, uh, when you're my, my girls, you know, were upset, you know, from my perspective, right. From my perspective, what, what they were going through seemed, and I, you know, I don't want to be dismissive here, but it, it just, it's only from my perspective, it seemed trivial. <clears throat> How, however, you know, with, with my better understanding of what's what's going on, I can see how, you know, at that point in time, you know, and I, you know, I'll come on, on national uh, network here and apologize for some, some subtypes of sugarcoating things. Mm. Right? Kind of saying, yeah. you know, like, you know, it, that's, you, you know, you'll get over it. But, you know, but at that moment, it was very real for them. And it's very real for everybody. Um, and, you know, when you don't, when you don't understand it, you're afraid of it. And, and I love that you're bringing this up. Because I think you touched upon something super, super, super important, right? I think this is, this is the prime example of doing something that is toxic or, you know, not healthy for your children. Mm -hmm without realizing it, without realizing that what we're doing is harming them in some sense, emotionally, it's making them feel not seen, it's making them feel, and I'm guilty of that too, I really had to like, I really had to consciously realize that I was doing that because it was, it was a program that I was running, right, that's how I was raised, you yeah. know, like, it doesn't matter, stop being, Stop acting like a child, right? Yeah. Sometimes we say these things to our children. They're like, did I just tell her to stop acting like a child? Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. did, yeah. <laughs> right? And it's, um, you know, and, and, and it doesn't come from a place of wanting to hurt them. It just comes from a place of not knowing any better, not knowing how to relate because we're so far from where they are. Right. I mean, let's face it, if we knew better, we'd be doing better. It's as simple as that, right? You know, at, at that time, and that's why I don't, I don't, you know, as much as I can reflect and, and sort of have, have feelings of regret and remorse, um, it, at that time, I was doing the best I, I thought I was doing, you know, um, because if I knew better, I would have done better. And, and, and that's kind of the secret for me. Um, but yeah, it is touchy with kids because um, they don't come with owner's manuals. You know, it's like, it's like they forgot they, those instructions for every single kid. They're all over the gamut when it comes to emotions, especially when they're younger. And, you know, and I, I didn't knew that, like, like, what do you do? Like, what do you do? Right. You know, and it's like you talk to your parents and they say, well, don't give them an inch, you know, kind of a thing if they take an inch. <laughs> right. Um, they want the whole arm. <laughs> That's right. And then, of course, you got you get the 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 really good uh, uh, philosophy about uh, um, uh, you know if uh, you got nothing to cry about. If you want something to cry about, I'll give you something to cry. Oh about. my god! I know. 
<laughs> oh, what possibly could go wrong with all that, right? And you know what? And, and those lessons come to haunt you as you as your children get older and they remind you of these things. My son oh, actually okay. did something similar to me yeah. yesterday. I was like, oh. okay. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not going to say what it was, but it was kind of, he was referring to the way I asked him to do something and I was being very nice. And he's like, mom, that's not how you usually say it. <laughs> Busted. Busted. But I was like, yeah, huh? you're right. I wonder why. I escalate to that point. And then he laughed and, you know, he knew exactly why, because it was about him picking up his sweatshirt. And I'm like, yeah, maybe because after the 50th time I say it, I'm not saying it so nicely. (laughs) And that's the one time that you seem to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, there was, there was, there was a funny little TikTok video I, I i'm not on tiktok but every once in a while when you're on facebook they, these little things pop up and there was two mothers um and one mother had three kids and what and the other mother had a single child and the mm. other one was was you could hear them being really loud and 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 in the background kind of a thing and the other and the 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 one with the single uh parent a child was going okay now be nice you know like 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 just lower your voice you know mm-hmm. be <laughs> and and the one with the three children was going stop it <laughs> <laughs> of course or <laughs> shut up <laughs> yeah yeah so it was, it, was yeah. Uh, it was kind of funny you know like um how things change as you get more kids, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> how, th- how things change as you get more kids and your attention is spread a little bit thinner, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, because yeah. I, I definitely have this dynamic with some parents that have single children, especially if their children are like the younger, you know, yeah. like yeah. younger than mine or like my daughter's age. I'm just like, yeah, I heard you. Mm-hmm. And in the grand scheme of my life, that is not <laughs> a very big deal. But it's it. So it, one of the things, and it's funny how kids can can have certain wisdom in their responses that I I didn't hear at the time, and yet mm-hmm. from a, from the coaching perspective and what I've learned in in coaching, it it becomes more prevalent. And one of the things that that uh, um, you hear or I've, I've heard is you just don't understand mm-hmm. and you're not listening to me. Mm-hmm. And I think those are two key things that as individuals who um, are confronted with something that's uncomfortable, that we see that's uncomfortable and we want to help the two key things that would and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, um, that I that I see that would be the most helpful is seeking to understand mm-hmm. and listening. Probably mm-hmm. listening first <clears throat> and, and then seeking to understand afterwards. But definitely listening. I, I love that I love that you brought that up and I and I want to add to it that you know the first step is always awareness, understanding yeah. that you're not that you're doing the thing that yeah. we're talking about, right? Yeah. And so they I would say that your clues are those things that you just mentioned, especially children. That's that I think that's exactly the way my daughter has said that or my son has said that a few times, oh, yeah. right? Here. You that's don't understand that has not. Yeah, exactly. So those are your clues, right? When you hear those clues, now be aware of it. And instead of dismissing them like the the, the emotion or the feeling that you're trying to dismiss in that moment already, instead of dismissing the clue, take it as a clue and really check in with yourself. Like, am I really listening to what this child is telling me? It it is ridiculous. I mean, let me tell you, there are moments where it is absolutely ridiculous. My daughter is literally like going around looking for for a reason to cry, 
you know? And it's like, you're just looking, you just need to cry. And actually she did that yesterday. And for as long as I got triggered by the fact that every single thing, oh, the rug is gray, ah! you know, she's like anything, like anything, you know? Oh my God, it's dark outside, ah! right? She's having a meltdown after a meltdown. And for as long as I got triggered by it, I got like, just stop it, enough is enough, right? <laughs> She kept going. And at some point I just looked at her and I was like, honey, come here. You just really need to cry right now, don't you? You're feeling very sad, aren't you? And she was like, yes. And she came and hugged me and she cried for, you know, she gave it a good cry. It's almost like she felt like she got permission to just cry. Yeah. And then she was fine. And then she's just like, pretend playing and hiding and like nothing has ever happened but for as long as I was fighting it and I was denying it because I think sometimes even as parents we, we shut down I know I shut down like after the fifth meltdown I just I'm not hearing it anymore <laughs> I'm just I'm blocking it completely oh, yeah. yeah yeah but we become dismissive right in those moments where we're like going into protective mode to protect our own sanity frankly yeah. sometimes yeah we are dismissing them even more and that does not produce the results that we're looking for no. it does not does not end the you know that emotional you know rabbit hole that they're in it yeah. just doesn't uh, but acknowledging it and allowing it to just like go just let it just blow up just cry just do it that completely relieves it and this is right right we're talking about children the same is true for adults Absolutely. Allow yourself to feel Absolutely. it. And and there was a it was a documentary that our Canadian broadcasting um, one of the channels had put on, and they went around. They actually went around this area here um, on the island, and went to the, te the several teens that were drug addicts on the street, not in the house anymore. And uh, there was inter interconnecting stories. Uh, what was what was interesting for me to hear in the interviews, what the kids were saying was when they were asked sort of like, what are you getting from taking drugs? It was to get rid of the feelings that they were having. Mm. They, so in other words, they could not, they did not know any other way of processing the feelings that they were having. And so they turned to the best thing that they could think of to basically quiet the feelings, to, to zone out, whatever you want to call it. And it just happened to be drugs and alcohol, right? Mm -hmm. and, I, and, I, and I see that as I've been more and more exploring, um, you know, mental health and well-being is how much we, including myself, um, have not had good coping mechanisms or good, good, good things about what we do with feelings, you know, because I was culturally conditioned that certain feelings I should not have. And mm -hmm. you know, when you have them, you either got to suppress them, you can't, sh you can't show them, um, you know, suck it up, you know, especially in the field I was in, you know, in the beginning, we had no idea what post-traumatic stress was. Mm -hmm. um, it was just do the call, just do the call um, the best way you can, you know, kind of thing. Now it's getting better. Like, I, you know, I'm not going to say it's all doom and gloom. But when we learn, and, and especially if we can get this to the kids to, to learn that they can process their feelings in a more uh, better way, a healthier way, right? They, they don't have to turn towards things that, that are saying, well, I'm having this, I'm having angry thoughts or I'm feeling very sad. I need to do something about it. If they understand what feelings really are, it's just you processing something and just let yourself process it. And I'm here for expressing you. them, expressing yeah. there's nothing you can do other than let them be and express exactly. them. Right. Exactly. But do it like, like drug, uh drug abuse or you know like uh, eating disorders or like you know good. like any of those types of addictive behaviors are 
created to, to protect us, right? Yep. It's always about us protecting ourselves in the, you know, in the way that we figure out in the moment with the tools and the knowledge that we have, because to your point, we were never given the tools or the permission or a way to deal with this big thing called feelings, right? It's something that we feel every day, and yet so many people don't know what to do with their feelings, right? And they get either repressed or dismissed or suppressed, right? And feelings then come out either in, you know, you just use coping mechanisms like addiction to get rid of them, or they come out in toxic behaviors, right? They, they, you just unleash the, that repressed feeling or anger onto somebody else, right? They, they find their way out. Or it's they just, find their way out. Or, or you do yeah. and you go to the self-help section of your local library and bookstore and you buy a gazillion different uh, <laughs> books and you take a bunch of workshops and, you know, kind of a thing, thinking thinking that there's something wrong that I, I should not be feeling mm. today or thinking this way. That's and, interesting. Yeah. And not understanding that it's just part of life. It's and, and yeah. when you embrace it as that, it, it it changes. It changes. And I love I love that you shared this because I see a, a slightly different perspective in this too, right? You yeah. thinking that there was something wrong with you set you on a path that you were meant to be on, right? Learning things that you're now here talking about with me and right discussing well, and so yeah i mean but it it almost well again i don't want to put the put language in, in into it or words into it but you're absolutely correct in the sense of you know i believe that we're all on a path mm -hmm. right and i'm here because of that absolutely that's what like, i'm I, saying you know, yeah. who knows who knows what would have like we don't know the only thing that I do know is that I'm I'm in I'm in a in this present moment with you having a wonderful conversation about toxic positivity, which is kind of like like oxymorons, right? Um, and if anybody doesn't know what an oxymoron is, like postal service, right? Spare change, two things just don't go seem to go together. Mm -hmm. And how can positivity be toxic? And you know, but and yet uh, it is, and it is, it is, you know. But you're right, you know, but at that moment, I didn't see that. It's only in reflection that I can understand that, right? Absolutely. So, it's, it's just, it's, it's, uh, it's the ultimate um, demonstration of how surrender would work, right? Yes. Letting yes. go of making sense of it then what set you in a path to just find out what was wrong with you. It's actually the path that set you up to be someone who's helping others figure themselves out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, you know, I would like to actually speak to what do you do when you're on the receiving end of it? Right. Because we're talking yeah. so much about when you're, when you're the one who is being having the toxically positive attitude when someone's going through a hard time, what do you do when you're on the receiving end of it? Like other than get triggered, <laughs> which is inevitable, right? Uh, I think again, it's about bringing yourself back to, this is the best that this person knows how, and this is not the right person for me to talk to. This is not the person that I, I need to be looking for recognition or acknowledgement or any kind of advice that's gonna feel healthy or helpful to me which can sometimes be very lonely, right? When we need that support and when we need to be, to feel seen and, you know, and so another thing that I would say that you can do is express that, right? Mm. Express that to the person. Hey, you know, I know that you're trying to cheer me up. It's really not making me feel better. It's actually making me feel worse. And I thought maybe you should know that. No hard feelings. I know that you mean well. Right. Yeah. Always yeah. acknowledge and see the person first, like coaching tip <laughs> here. <laughs> acknowledge the person and see them and recognize their intention and then sandwich in your criticism, your, you know, let's not call it criticism, your feedback. feedback. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> your feedback. I think I heard Jennifer Aniston in one of her shows. <clears throat> 
give some really unique feedback when and it was a scene <laughs> quite similar to what you're like it was in a funeral situation and somebody was doing exactly what you were talking and of course in movies they really exaggerated that you know the 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 positivity you know kind of a thing um <laughs> and uh but uh yeah i mean it's i think i think the bottom line is 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 to understand for yourself that it's okay to have that going on it's okay to have feelings and and it's unfortunate that you may not have you know the right person or the right partner the right whatever conditions to be heard but i think in the end you have to somehow maybe look for those opportunities i mean i think you know just really look for people that are aligned with you that are well, even able to accept this one? i just i just thought about this sorry to interrupt you i was just thinking like why not just telling that person look I know you want to help. That's what I just said. Did you? <laughs> <The> feedback. <laughs> no, but it, but 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 feedback in a way of this is what I need from you. Just listen. Uh, yeah, but you know, I, sure, you can say, "Hey, you know, like I just need you to listen to me." Yeah, I love that. I think that's I think that's uh, not a very big ask, right? And at the same time, you have to be careful because. You can't simply ask someone to understand where you're coming from, which I remember oftentimes saying that to people like, you just don't understand where I'm coming from. Can you just try to understand where I'm coming from? No, they can't. No. At the same time, anyone can just listen, right? Can you just be a warm body and listen to me? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right? So that's, that's one way to just give that kind of feedback and that kind of ask. And at the same time, I would just, not everyone's going to be like that. There are going to be people that will be on the receiving end of it, that will just listen and it will hold the space for you to express how you feel and, and, and let it out. And then I would also say at some point, you should also take the feedback that now you're in a loop. Because then there's that's the other side of the coin, right? Yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. beneficial to express your feelings and let them out and, and be in them. And then there's a point where it's time to get out. There's a point where yeah. you're just just sitting I'm, there rehearsing. Yeah, and, and that's that's kind of the reverse side of things, right? Yeah. But, it, but you know, for for our subject, you know, I I I know very very few people. And I'm trying to think of one, but I can't right now, who have not responded to, can you help me? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's there's something in our human nature that just draws us to wanting to help somebody. We might not know how, and maybe that's why it's important. And so, yeah. Like the yeah. instructions, right? Like, how can I help you? I need you just to listen, period. Yeah, and, and, and that's the thing. Can you help me is too generic. Can you help me by just listening? Absolutely. Right? Because now you're removing that the, the very thing that makes that person uncomfortable is the fact that they don't know how to help you, right? Well, that is why they're pulling out their positive, you know, their positive yeah. statements because they yeah. don't know what else to say. Yeah. So be specific about what you what in what in what manner you need that yeah. support, right? I just need you to listen, or I just need you to say that this is hard and it yeah. sucks, right? This is tragic. I, I have said actually that to people. I just need you to admit that this was a huge tragedy. That's all I need to hear, right? And it's okay to say that, to kind of tell people how to help you. It's actually a lot more useful. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and there's something like uh, overuse strength becomes a weakness. You know, that's Carl, Carl Jung Absolutely. talks about that all the time. And, you know, I have been accused a lot of times of, of always wearing rose colored glasses. Like always, always looking at the price. You said that last time too. It must be true. <laughs> well, but it, you know, yeah. I mean, I'm, I could see that happen, you know, often, right. You know, mm -hmm. 
And, you know, we talked about uh, conditioned uh, personalities, about, you know, avoidance of conflict and why can't people just get along, you know, those kind of a things like the, any overused strength becomes a weakness. And when it when it shows up as a weakness, it shows up, like Carl Jung would say, in a very immature way. And that immaturity mm-hmm. shows up as it, it, it turns toxic for the other person. Mm-hmm. It's now, now because because that person's unable to open up and process it's like now it's just it's just feeding it the wrong in the wrong direction and 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 of course if you have anything that is held down or suppressed and has no chance of releasing it's just like a like steam in a teapot right Um, or a kettle like it's got to have some kind of release the last thing you want is it to have an explosive release. Yeah, I mean, it can it can come out in like as, as an explosive release, as you yeah. just like blowing up on someone. It can come out as illness too, oh, as well. disease. You know, like okay. yeah, so many different yeah. ways that it's gonna yeah. find its way out. So, cannot stress enough the importance of expressing your feelings, acknowledging them, and really making friends with your feelings. Instead of judging them or, you know, feeling guilt or feeling bad about having them. We all have feelings. I was going to bring up this quote again. Like what Sid Banks was saying, if the only thing people learned was not to be afraid of their experience, which is, you know, their feelings, that alone would change the world. And, you know, and I and I heard that, you know, with the addicted addicted teens on the street, you know, I hear that you know, from yourself and, and how others uh, perceive us um, when we're, you know, how we interact with our kids. It's, it's really understanding that the feel, feelings are okay, no matter what they are. That's mm-hmm. just what they are. Right. And um, unfortunately our culture has, you know, if you watch TV and all the commercials, they are really, you know, certain, certain feelings on this if you're not happy there's something wrong with you i that's toxic positivity right there (laughs) right there absolutely absolutely yeah so what a wonderful conversation (laughs) i mean honestly who says that we're just meant to be happy well exactly who who came up with that idea right (laughs) can we just do would we like to be always happy sure but is yeah. there a rule that says that we must always be happy? No, yeah. Well, it's like right. I heard I heard this in, in an, and I'm not sure if I shared this before. I, tend to, I as you notice, I tend to repeat certain things I really like. But <laughs> I, I heard this metaphor about you know the the ups and downs of life, right? And you know, would you ask the ocean to always be calm? Like in its nature, it can't be. Life is like that. Life, life is, is not all calm, right? Mm-hmm. But we have something within us and I call it, and I'm going to call it the innate buoyancy because like a cork that floats on water, right? We, we tend to rise and fall with, as things keep going, as long as we stay buoyant. But the minute that we want to suppress something, in other words, push any kind of feelings down below the surface, there's a, it takes a lot of energy, energy that, that is, that could be used in elsewhere. Right. So we're holding down and suppressing, but the minute that we do release it, we just naturally start to rise to the surface. We don't necessarily understand, you know, the nature around buoyancy, but we do know that when we let go and relax and, 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 and let life flow, we tend to be in a more calmer, peaceful state, right? doesn't mean that everything's going to be calm, but we can process our feelings in a much healthier way. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah. So uh, welcome uh, some of the late, late, uh, late comers to the show. Um, appreciate you coming on. Please watch the recording. It's, this is really was a, it's a tough subject. I think maybe we should probably, you know, entertain the idea of coming back to it. Um, what's tough about it? 
still trying to process and understand it. Oh, I hate it when you give me these <laughs> questions. Like, oh, we're so tough about it. Okay, that's bad choice of words. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think it, it's it's tough for to be on the receiving end of it. It's just as tough to be on the one who is doing the, you know, the toxically positive, you know, behavior. It, it, it's just, I think it's just tough for the person that needs the support because they're not yeah. getting their needs met no, in that no, moment. I, they're I not agree, getting, right? And so what can you do? We said, you can express that. Yeah. Hey, this is not helping. You're cheering me up no matter what is absolutely making me feel worse. Yeah. And I would love it if you could just support me by listening. Listening, yeah. Very crucial, yeah. very crucial. Listening for understanding and not judgment. Exactly. And next time, just pick somebody else. If, if, if it doesn't <laughs> to work. go back to, right? Just, uh, you know, so, and that's that's the thing. To remove all expectations that that person is going to understand where you're coming from because yeah. they may not take your feedback in the way you meant it. Because yeah. we are yeah. meaning making machines and we, you know, put meaning onto anything and everything, right? Just be prepared that just because you express your feelings, that doesn't mean that this person all of a sudden is never going to be, you know, engaging in like cheerleading when cheerleading is not appropriate, right? And, you know, they may not take it well. And that has nothing to do with you. It's just you have a need that this person cannot meet, right? You can either be upset about it and, and feel like your feelings are not valid because somebody else doesn't know how to see your feelings, or you can go and engage in a conversation with someone who's able to just listen and not judge and hold that space for you. Yeah. And and then just allow it to flow and and it'll 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 process itself quite naturally because that's our minds are are much like our bodies are meant to have healing within them, right? Like you don't, when you cut yourself, you don't go checking it every every 10 minutes or so or picking at the scab, right? You allow it naturally to heal itself. Heal, yeah. I and like our, that analogy, yeah. yeah. Our minds have the same same built-in uh, mechanism, right? So it's, it's always trying to balance itself out. And uh, it's just when we get in the way of it, it doesn't it doesn't have that ability to do so. So, mm -hmm. thank you very much. Um, a couple of things. Uh, we've got a guest coming on in a couple of weeks. Very excited about it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, Rob Cook uh, will be joining us um, uh, for, on March the twenty third. So two weeks. Um, what he's a he's a coach. Um, uh, he's got a program called unfit um and his vision if you go to his website his vision is to end human suffering and that's a big that's a big vision um but his his what he wants to talk about is balanced height health um and about bringing spirituality mental and physical health in balance together in 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 a new way and i think he's going to share a little bit of of what his insights and and things are on, on that. Um, I'm really excited to have him on. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's it's always a good uh, perspective. Uh, um, got a couple other invites out. Just waiting to see, uh, you know. So um, so people have a little bit of uh, you know uh, uh, different perspectives. Bring different perspectives into the into our room, into our conversation. Um, so yeah, so thank you. Uh, anybody that's watching the recording, um, please leave comments. Please share this with others so we can get it outreached and like our channel, like our YouTube channel, like our page. Follow us, come on. Uh, yes. <laughs> We're yes. so good. <laughs> I, I've got like 500 Facebook friends and, and, and we've got 80, between the two, that, that's just me, and you probably got a million or a thousand or something. Um, oh, what? <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> of feelings. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh anyways uh yeah please like us please share us um and uh we'll touch we'll touch bases uh, next week um not sure what we're gonna talk about as always we're gonna figure it out now you'll be in the know <laughs> soon <laughs> something always seems to come up with us isn't it yep yeah so anyways right, hey, um, have a wonderful week um, everybody, too, right? good to catch up with you again and, and, uh, and a real pleasure. Thank you. Bye everyone from a New Yorker here. <laughs> from New York, from, I'm embodying from it. I'm embodying my identity here. My 22 year old identity. Uh, <laughs> I'm finally admitting it. Finally. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll bring the hippie out in me and, and, uh, hang loose. <laughs> oh, I have some of that too, actually. We want to bring them all out. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Have a good week. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate every listener that is committed to the journey of transformation. And if you found value in today's episode, Join us for the next conversation as we take on a new topic every week. Subscribe to our podcast so that you won't miss any tips and insights. Your experience of the show means a lot to us. So please help us amplify our impact by posting an honest review. This action matters to us more than you know. You can find us on social media at An Honest Look Podcast and on our YouTube channel at An Honest Look. Bye for now. Ciao, ciao, and until next time.